From the Detroit Free Press, I'm Robin Chan with today's voice briefing. It's Thursday, January 18th, 2024. Hi, Free Press columnist Neil Rubin here. Brian Barczyk was that one kid in your high school class who loved magic, or maybe it was astronomy, or in his case, reptiles. The difference was he turned his passion into a living and a platform. Barczyk, who lived in Warren, at one point owned 30,000 snakes, breeding and selling them to collectors everywhere. And yes, he told me he'd been bitten tens of thousands of times. He founded a living museum in Utica called the Reptarium, and his aquarium across Van Dyke Avenue called Legacy might open as early as mid-March. He won't be there, though. He died Sunday at 54, a blow to 15 million social media followers, and devastating also to anyone who shared his love for reptiles and other animals and his interest in preserving them. It was a struggle to write his obituary, but it was also an honor. I'm Amelia Benavides Colon with the Detroit Free Press. A group of modern-day explorers kicked off the first-ever trans-global expedition from the North to South Poles last week, making a pit stop at Detroit's Michigan Central Station on Friday. The project is the brainchild of a Russian oil billionaire who is on a mission to circle the globe without losing contact with the Earth. A project four years in the making, the group has gone on four practice runs, completing almost all of the track, except for an extremely isolated, dangerous stretch through the Arctic, a group spokesperson said. The 23-member team is composed of top scientists and explorers from around the world. For a trip expected to take nearly 18 months and cover more than 50,000 kilometers, passing through more than 30 countries. The team is driving a fleet of Ford vehicles with various modifications to ensure they can last the journey, including a snow melter for water consumption, tires deflatable as low as 3 psi, and a one-of-a-kind Yamilla, an amphibious vehicle designed for transportation over waterways. In partnership with Switzerland CERN, the leading research center for particle physics, one of the trucks holds a large avion particle collector, while another holds a scintillator that can detect cosmic ray penetration data. When I was a kid, all I wanted to do was explore, the spokesperson said. So we're excited to tell people that not only is it possible, but it can be really fun. I'm Andrew Burkle with the Free Press Sports Department. And if it felt like everyone in the country was tuning in for the Lions' epic 24-23 win over the Los Angeles Rams, it's because basically they were. The Lions-Rams game on NBC got the highest rating for any broadcast event since last year's Super Bowl between the Philadelphia Eagles and Kansas City Chiefs. It's no secret that the NFL is a ratings monster, and Sunday's game was the biggest monster of all this weekend, averaging 35.8 million viewers on all platforms and 31.9 million viewers just on NBC stations. The viewership for this game actually peaked at 38.3 million viewers between 9 and 9.15 p.m., which was right when the Lions and Rams were going shot for shot at the start of the game. Even as TV viewership nationwide continues to be splintered, the NFL keeps putting up monster numbers. The Lions game was the third most watched NFL wildcard game on NBC since 1988, only behind the legendary Bears vs. Eagles double doink kick game in 2019 and the Seahawks vs. Eagles game in 2020. NBC Universal also set another record on Saturday, where the Chiefs vs. Dolphins game was only available on Peacock and became the most stream event in U.S. history, according to Nielsen. The crazy part is we're only in the second round of the playoffs now, and while there won't be any more games available online to break streaming records, 
you can bet the Lions versus Rams rating is just the beginning for this postseason. Find more from the Detroit Free Press on Freep.com. That's F-R-E-E-P.com. Thanks for listening, and you'll hear more from us tomorrow.